Listener Production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. G'day, myself, Elliot, producer Luke here as well. Now, on today's show, we are talking about I'm too old for that shit, which is great. But on the other side of things, I want to discuss the fact I, I went to this play on the weekend with my parents and they invited a bunch of their friends and my aunties and uncles. And I felt like I am on a different level to them still. There is still some youth to me. And that is in regards to the fact that everyone in my parents' generation loves walking everywhere. Which is great. Like, I'm happy to go for a walk with my dog in the morning. But when we're going to a play at the theatre at 7.30pm, I am dressed to the nines. I do not want to walk 4Ks to go to the play in my stilettos. And my parents, their generation, they all wear flat shoes, like sneakery shoes, and bloody walk everywhere. Is this an old person thing or a fit person thing? Because it does sound like a it's fit person. It's a bit of a combination thing. of both. I just don't want to wear sneakery shoes to a play. You wear flats. Nah, because I don't have like a bougie pair of flats oh, God, that, that do word. justice to the play. Well, it was a, it was a play about potatoes, mate. I will walk heels. to breakfast, but yep. I won't walk to a dinner play event. And I was wearing like a silk suit. I was like, I can't walk four cat. Like the chafe will be unbelievable. I thought silk was like silky. Anti-chafing. That's why it doesn't chafe. Yeah, but it rips if it chafes together. Like it it wears away. Okay, imagine two bits of silk going over and over. It will wear away and break. So you're saying you would walk 4Ks and your leg power would be so strong you would rip a hole in your silk <laughs> pants. It did feel that way, yes. There's some serious thoughts if that's the case. Yeah, they are. Good for you. You should do powerlifting yeah, or some shit. Yeah, thick thighs save lives, as they yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. I know. I could choke a man. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> that is actually... Like in movies, no, you know. That is the most foul like thing. Like the fembots. No, you were talking sex. That's the most foul I wasn't talking sex. I was talking fembots. Like jump on top, <laughs> neck broken. Boom. Thighs oh. save lives, thighs take lives. That's an, that, Oh, my God. Wow. Well, okay. I feel physically ill, so let's get through the show quickly. <laughs> Um, hey, uh, Curtis Raymond joined mm. us again. Uh, this young man, he has been nominated for as the one of Queensland's uh, nominees for the uh, Young Australian of the Year Award. It's very exciting. The winners get announced next week, actually, the 8th of November. I thought it's they'd do cool. it in January. No, no, no. The, the, the state ones get done next week. And so then what's this? And then this is just the person Queensland. progresses through to the Australian yeah. ones if they win. Oh. Yeah. So if you win Queensland, you go to Australia. It's it's almost like a a semi final and then a final. Yeah. Like if oh, yeah. representing state, the nationals kind yeah. of thing. You the, get you get us. Well, there's no one else worth cheering for, so I'm going for him. Yeah, good. I mean, the man the man is doing uh, amazing work e- educating young people about a, uh, a, sexual violence and that kind of oh, thing. Oh, so. Emma McKee and the swimmer. I like yeah. her. I might. There's actually her. amazing people in that list, but oh, we just Toby's are friends a with YouTuber, him. But Grace, our mental health. That's pretty cool. But I'll go the swimmer. I'll go. I'll go Emma first, then I'll vote for Curtis second. So you're not going to go Curtis? No, I think we. Should I don't think we Curtis. vote anyway. I think it's a judge thing. I don't know. Oh. I'd like to. Hey, uh, we also took people's calls on uh, what you caught your neighbour doing. Mm. Um, oh some... yeah, I forgot about wow, that. Wow, that was there was a crazy one in there. <laughs> it was wild, he, wasn't it? The guy that called and he wanted to stay anonymous, which is you, you'll hear the story and understand why. 
he was so calm delivering such a non-calm story. <laughs> I was upset for him. Like, I'm hysterical. I actually think we probably didn't ask enough questions. I, I reckon I could have sat there another 10 minutes. Well, I'm not sure how much information he could have given you because he yeah. did tell me that part of the reason he needed to be anonymous was because it was going through the legal process of the divorce. Ooh, oh, yeah. And also small towns. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Where was he from? Oh, we can't. That's no, not Mackay. That's not. Right. No, well, we said that's it. We said, it. we said it on it. So. <laughs> it's always Mackay. It's always Mackay. It? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also heard your stories of what you were too old for. When did you realise you were too old for this shit? Um, every day of my life. It's humbling. That's. I actually, I, I've had to have like serious conversations with my partner about it because yeah. I just, I know I'm over the hump. I used to be okay at some sports, and now I'm just slow and old. Are you getting your fitness back though with the boxing thing? But I don't thing? care. I don't care about being fit. I want to. You're be good great. at Oztag. I want to win. I want to. I'm. I'm average. When you get no, you want to be like you in the better. NRL. No, I'm, oh, that dream died when I was about 15. But I, I, I just want to be good at something, which is why I think I need to box someone. We need to sort out a fight for next year. You're I'll good fight. at this job, sort of. Turn it up. I'm tired. I'm ready for a break. I'll, I'll fight <laughs> Curtis Raymond, the Australian of the Year. No. no. His face is too good looking. No one's you allowed to go to his face. I don't know if I'd be able to punch him. He's an athlete. Yeah. He just He's dodged also duck and weave. really good looking compared to. So. Who, who would be the top three, like, if I could fight anyone? Um, Willie Mason, I'd pay for that. No, but I wouldn't. He would die. Like, yeah, I would, he's much bigger than me. Yeah, but you said top three. I'm just that, saying that, that would I, be entertaining. I would want to fight. Okay, why don't you fight a child? Um, Tavita Pangai Jr. <laughs> People that haven't fought before <laughs> is what I'm searching for. Okay, someone just in it. Grant Denyer. Yeah, I'll fight Grant Denyer. <laughs> Because I reckon he yeah. does all the race car stuff. I reckon he'd yeah. have a bit of um. Yeah. And he's littler than you, definitely shorter. Well, that's the point of it, yeah. So he'll just punch you in the guts is, the whole time. When when you have a fight, you're meant to uh, meet at a weight limit, right? So yeah. if Grant, let's say Grant, I'm just making assumptions. And say Grant Daniel's 70 kilos. Yeah. I'm 100. If we're, a long to, way to if we're go. to meet at 85, I'm going to be a string bean. He's going to be a fat bastard. It would make entertaining <laughs> doing. Uh, He'll so, be as round as tall. Yes, Grant Daniel, you you fit, good-looking human being. The challenge is out Bring there. It on. And, and good luck with the deal or no deal reboot, which I believe is oh, yeah. happening. Too. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Do you want a different I was host nearly on that potential? show. What? I'd host yeah, Grant Daniel and Elliot. No, no, no. As home. You, Absolutely. Do you then you're in love, Joy. The Rush Hour on Triple M. That's a real <laughs> show. Peace out. <laughs> this is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elias. Joining us now is a friend of the show. Uh, if you haven't heard him before, uh, he runs It's a Man's Issue right across this glorious state, teaching young men all about consent and a number of other issues as well. Uh, his name is Curtis Raymond, and over the last few days, he has been nominated as one of the Queensland Young Australian of the Year nominees. Curtis, first of all, congrats. Second of all, I swear you almost as old as me. Congrats on still being considered young. Well done. Uh, that's huge. Huge coming from you, Elliot. Yeah, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on the show and also thank you very much for that lovely introduction. D- does this, and I don't want to take away from the award, but I know this isn't yeah. why you do what you do. So does this mean anything to you? Oh, it's, it was really um, a strange feeling 
like being nominated for it and getting down to this list because you see some of the uh, you know cool people on the list: Toby Hendry, Emma McKeon, the Olympian, obviously, and Grace Scholl. Um, they do a lot of really cool work and really needed work. So then to see my name up there, it, it does feel really strange, um, and it is definitely not why. Um, you do it, why I do what I do. But it, it is nice to get um, recognition. But the main reason why I accepted it and, you know, and going through with it is because I'm hoping that it increases my reach and ability to connect with more people. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Since we've been chatting with you and getting to know the work that you've been doing, it feels like it has been increasing. You've been getting a lot more jobs out at schools, yeah. teaching kids from all over the state. Can you tell us about that the last year and what that's looked like? Yeah, so um, for any of the listeners that don't know, I run workshops that talk about consent and sexual assault and um, toxic masculinity and what that looks like um, and how that ties in with issues like men's mental health. Um, And this last year, it's really, um, you know, gotten gotten huge and I've seen uh, a massive amount of numbers just recently. I think I'm up to above 5,200 students last time I did uh, the check and that was just between... Uh, well, from the start of 2023, really, up until now. Um, so it, it has gotten bigger and it's um, getting to the point now where we're looking at expanding and having other young people, you know, come on board and be facilitators. So we're sort of that's in the work in the background, which obviously takes a fair, fair bit of groundwork, which I'm coming to realise. Curtis, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but you teach talk to so many uh, young men across the state is is there an individual that maybe stands out i don't know whether it was someone that reached out afterwards either wanting to get involved or or learn more or obviously don't name names but maybe a success story yeah. oh there's lots of those and i do an exercise called i love you mate where i just talk about the positivity and the benefit of telling people that you love them and, and spreading positivity and he sent his father a message while we were doing this workshop and he said, I love you, dad. His dad, he came up at the end of the workshop and he showed me the first thing that his dad responded was, is everything all right? Because, <laughs> because it's just language that they don't use. But then the message that the father then said after that was, I love you too, mate. Like I'll see you after school. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, he, he told me that that was the first time since he started high school that he'd heard his father say, I love you. And he was just about to graduate um, high school. Um, and you know that that still gives gives me the goosebumps and makes me feel good. You know, just hear, hearing about the positive positivity that comes from it. Well, certainly encourage any school right across the state to get in touch with Curtis. It's a man's issue. You can find on Instagram. Uh, you can send an email. It's a man's issue at gmail.com. And our nominee for the Queensland Young Australian of the Year, Curtis Raymond. Appreciate <laughs> it, mate. Congrats again. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I think I can officially consider myself to be a bit of a detective, Elliot. I definitely have the chops now to be able to say that crime fighting, it's just in my nature. I'm quite good at it naturally. Yeah. I fixed a massive problem for my parents yesterday that they've been dealing with for a year in 24 hours. And I'd like Queenslanders to call in one triple three five three. What did you catch your neighbour doing? So my folks, they live in Brisbane, in the city. They're in an apartment and they've got electric cars. And in their little garage for their own private car spaces, they've got a little PowerPoint that they plug their cars into and charge. 
And mum and dad, when we were out at a restaurant, they got a notification to say that their charger had stopped, that someone had turned the power off. I said, geez, that's annoying. Does that happen often? They're like, every single week for a whole year, someone turns the power off anytime we're charging the car. Mm-hmm. So I got my little detective hat on. I set up the cameras in the car and I monitored the car charging for an entire day. In the space of that day, their power was turned off three times. I went downstairs, obtained the footage, saw who the guy was and actually caught him walking away from the scene of the crime. One triple three five three. once again, did you catch your neighbour doing something? Because I busted this bloke... Who is the chairman of the body corporate for my parents' building disconnecting the power from their cars? Now, you famously hate confrontation to the point where, you know, one-on-one with someone that you've known for ages, even if you're having a disagreement, you won't say anything because that's who you are. I'm weak. I didn't say you're weak. You just some you people, insinuated. No, some I'm people weak. don't like confrontation. So what did you say? I didn't enjoy it. No, but this it felt like it was justified. Right. I just I approached the bloke. I said, "What makes you think that it's okay to do this?" He said, "Oh, I don't think I should have to pay for your parents to charge their cars." Okay. I said, "I agree with you, mate. That's why they installed that." charger themselves and it's metered to their apartment so that they pay the electricity Uh. to which he said oh i didn't know that i said mate you've been disconnecting this for a year did at any point you think hey maybe i'll have a chat with them i know who it is they're in the body corporate with me i will ask them i'll say hey i don't want to pay for your power what's the deal is this being billed to us as a building or is it like this bloke was easily in his 60s and he didn't ever consider at any point to have a conversation. Did you Absolute champ him? immature Did idiot. You champ him? I didn't, but okay. I said that he was mean-spirited. <laughs> and honestly, mean-spirited. watching that land on his face yeah. when I said, I just think it's a bit mean-spirited of you. Right. Good use. I watched all of the colour leave his face. Yeah. He was humiliated. He walked away, right. tail between his legs. Okay. My parents took me out to dinner. They're stoked. Everything's been resolved. <laughs> I mean, a couple of wins there. Obviously, you found the bloke. I've never seen you win an argument either. So, well done on that, too. That's Thank you. Your first W of the year. All right. One triple three five three. What did you catch your neighbour doing? Whether they were stealing washing off your line, throwing things into your yard, whatever it might have been, caught in the act. Let's go to Bundy on one triple three five three. Tanya, what was the story? Yes. So, my next door neighbours were getting their house built, and the builders thought that they could just be using my water whenever they liked. One day, though, they um, left their hose attached to my front tap, so I took the hose and hit it out the back. They had to come and knock on my door the next day to ask for the hose, and I gave them a nice mouthful about not to use my water without asking. Tanya, are you the only person in your household? I was at that time, oh, okay. yes. Oh, it's just interesting <laughs> if you had a sounding board that lived with you or someone you spoke to about it oh, saying, no, yes, no. that's a good idea. No, I just did it. No I respect. Was respect. Yep. Water costs. You get billed if you go over your limit, so I imagine in a tradie position they might. I respect it, Tanya. Good on you. All right, we're going to take a trip to Mackay up next on one triple three five three. This individual would like to remain anonymous. Anon, are you a male or female? Male. Ma- okay, every anonymous male is Wendell. So, Wendell in Mackay, tell us your story. I um, got home from work early one day 
and found the neighbour in bed with my wife. <gasps> what? Oy. I mean, and um, I did the devious thing of um, I actually got video footage, like proof of it, um, left the house without saying anything because they didn't realise I was there and went to where his wife works and introduced myself and showed her the video footage after asking her, uh, do you know what your husband's up to? Oh, my gosh. What is the situation for both families now? Are you still with those people? No. Not on your Dell. Did, did part of you, Wendell, think about, well, I mean, he was with my wife. It would make sense if I then tried to... No, I took the, um, I took the, uh, I guess. Moral high road? Yes. Okay. Wendell, did you have your suspicions in the lead? Like how much of a build-up of information was it to get to this Mm. point of actually catching them in the act? I had my suspicions, but nothing concrete. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just. An off chance that I got home from work early. Have you? Are you you're back in the dating train now? You by yourself? What's the go? I'm back in the dating game. Yep. And well, I'm partner. And you've got a current partner. You said sorry. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. Oh, brilliant! Great Shout news. Out to you, your ex-partner, ex-wife, whatever she was, scumbag. Says the bloke. And now that makes my parents' body corporate <laughs> neighbour electrical story. thief seem very minor in hey, contrast. Anonymous, thank you for sharing. That's um, brilliant of you to reach out and share your story right across the state. One triple three five three. Beat that. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. AB, I love nothing more than a great comeback story. You know, a tale of when someone is down and out and find a way to rise from the ashes and, and complete something incredible. Now, Travis Head, Aussie cricketer, a very talented one at that broke his hand recently and looked like he was going to be out of the Cricket World Cup. He did it over in South Africa. Managed to get himself fit for the Cricket World Cup halfway through it and he scored a century in his first game back on Saturday afternoon. It was a thing of beauty and what it did is it it ticked over for me a recent memory and, and I suppose reminded me just how similar I might be to this man. What? Sorry. Mm. I- I mean, I've heard of delusions of grandeur, but comparing yourself to a guy that plays for Australia and scored yep. over 100 on the yep. weekend, yep. I'm interested to see yep. how you're going to make this connection. I feel like yep. maybe it's a bit of a stretch already. Yeah, hear me out. In my last ever season of first grade cricket, which is about... Oh, yep, same, on par. Well, it's the same thing. Is it? Yeah, okay, all right. Cricket World Cup, first grade in Cairns. Anyway, three years ago it was almost to the day, my last ever season. And I was actually coming back from a really horrific injury. I had a torn adductor. Okay. Which for those, that is. Yeah, for those that aren't aware, is is basically as close to your man bits as you can possibly get a tour in there. Oh. How did I tear it? Well, I was trying to push up my partner in the pool, and as I did it, I felt a pop. She thought she was fat for three weeks after. It wasn't good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, came back from that, avoided surgery. It was about three-month layoff, and I, I had my opportunity, and I was I was batting at about number six that day, which is in the middle of the order. I came into a part in the game where we were playing Mulgrave, who are our vicious enemies, and we needed about 20 runs to win off two overs, so it wasn't easy. Uh, I was batting with one of my great mates. His name's Adam Truen. Shout out. Still lives up there. 
I, I came out to bat and I hadn't faced a ball yet. Adam hit the ball. We ran one. I realised I could sprint back for a second. And as I slid into my crease, which was just a thing of absolute beauty... I tore my adductor again and I got helped yeah, off the field. I going to say, I feel like the adductor was not going to have my a good time with that. last ever game of first grade cricket, I didn't face a ball. I retired hurt with a torn adductor and that was the end of it. You see why you I'm still of, holding on to these kind of things? I mean, I feel like a Travis head or whatever, like you could have long-term effects from the broken hand coming yeah. back too quick. For you, though, mm. I, I mean, yeah, if, if that does affect you in your social life, mm. which it would explain a few things, to be honest. Fair. You can always say it was worth it because of D-grade cans in it was A-grade, 2016 or whatever it was. 2019, and unfortunately we lost that game by But is what's runners. A-grade cans versus, I don't know. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Capital city. <laughs> we, we don't broadcast capital cities, Annabelle. <laughs> this is the city slicker in you. You're not relatable. That's why no one likes you, including me. <laughs> Want to take your stories, Queensland? One triple three five three. Of when you realise I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. It could be my mate Daryl that recently found out that he's having baby number four, and he has just hit the ripe old age of fifty-five. I'm too old for this shit. Yep, fifteen years between kids. By the way, shout out. Um, I think that might be an accident. <laughs> Potentially. Um, I suspect, yes. I, I'm struggling a bit at the moment with it because I've, I've hit an age, and I'm, I'm by no means old, I know that, but I have hit an age where, not that I was ever a good athlete, but I know I'm at the back end of being whatever level athlete I was, right? So I always wanted to be really good at a sport. I never really found one that I was amazing at. And and, I, and I've tried something new in the last sort of six months. I've, I've tried the world of boxing. I've been training, training every day. Uh, I've got a, a personal coach who's been outstanding. And I actually went along to a fight night he was part of on the weekend um, to support and also get an idea of, okay, is, is this something I could do? Training's one thing, but actually getting punched in the face properly is another. The boxing side of it was okay. It's the fanfare that goes with boxing that makes me think... I'm too old for this shit. The music, the lights, the MC, the everything. I just want to box in silence if I'm to do it. So this is another sport where I have... I mean, I didn't make up my mind. It was made up for me. I'm too old for this Queensland, one triple three five three. The moment you realised I'm too old for this shit. How the turntables have turned. That's what turntables do. You constantly give me grief about being too old for things. And yes, I do absolutely try to stay young a little bit more than I should. But it is funny to me that now you're realising that you're in the same boat. Now, I actually, a few months ago, Mm. I don't club. I never really enjoyed clubbing even when I was in my peak. But a couple of young girlfriends said to me, let's go to a club in Brisbane. And I put on my really, really high heels, a tight dress, my bra that's like my hot girl bra that I never wear only for hot girl sort of events and and occasions. What's a hot girl bra? It's very skimpy compared to my normal comfy bras and it's a nice colour and everything. It's gorgeous but uncomfortable as hell. I was in that club for 10 minutes and I was getting bumped into. Someone spilt their drink on me a little bit. Mm. My feet were hurting and I just wanted to go home. I'm too old for that. So uh, again, this could be a moment of you decided that on your, your son or daughter's 18th birthday that you'd try going out to have a beer with them and maybe you had a similar experience. Maybe you tried a new Relatable. hobby. 
later in life, whatever it was, I'm struggling at the moment, genuinely struggling with trying to find something in an athletic vein that... I, it's I, almost like you played this sport really regularly that's often no, attractive to by golf. middle-aged to older I men. I, I'm, I, I've, I'm done with golf. I'm retired from golf. I don't want to play golf anymore. I want to find, okay, so Blue Balls is next. I want to find something that requires genuine athleticism and doesn't make me feel... I'm too old for this shit. Mike and Maribra, mate, what were you too old for? Well... I was a 29-year-old veteran of rugby league playing in Gippy. Uh, we were in a semi-final, and uh, I fed the scrum. Um, we were uh, we were playing the semi-final. I fed the scrum, out of the scrum, pulled the ball out, stepped the winger, raced down the sideline in front of the grandstand. Thought this is easy. Um, then I heard thump, 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 thump behind me, and I got hit like with a freight train. I got flattened, and here's me. I'm 55 kilos, ringing wet, and uh, I've been buried into the ground. And half dazed, I get up and I have a look at who tackled me, and it was a 19-year-old second row. I had broken out of the scrum and caught me. The only thing I ever had was speed and a step, and that was it. It was gone. We lost that semi-final. I never went back. That was that was the end of a um, a 20-year football career. Do you ever get the bug now? You know, if Masters Rugby League was to roll around in Maribor, do you think you'd play again? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, played, um, I've played a couple of veterans games. Played against Mel Meninga and uh, oh, actually when he, when he was alive, De- Dean Jones. And, oh, wow. A few of those legends playing, um, well, what was supposed to be terror tag, but yep. ended up being tackle. Um, and, um, yeah, that's when I had my boys at Junior League. So, oh. yeah, they came through. So, yeah, well, I played a little bit of stuff like that. Went and played touch football after yep. that. That was a lot easier. Sounds like I you, mean, look, you've got a lot of stories to tell, Mike. Respect, Mike, mm. because it does take a lot to admit that you're over the hill and yep. plenty of professional players don't do that. So, congrats. <laughs> Mick is in Rocky. You were too old for what? Mick, what was the moment for you? Mate, um, yeah, I rode motorbikes um, stupidly when I was younger. Yep. I thought, yeah, I'm a little bit more mature these days. So I went and bought myself a, a decent bike these days. And, yeah, when you come off the lights and the front wheel's in the air, or you're, or you're, or you're cracking 230, 240 mm. across the flat, you go... I shouldn't be doing this, but you can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) You just just can't help it. Like, you don't look back before you drop the clutch. Mick, I don't know anything about bikes, so you're speaking gibberish to me. However, I have had my partner tell me... I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I have had my partner tell me many times through all the midlife crises, crises, whatever the word is, that I'm going through. She she said that is the one where she'd walk out. You're 62. Have you got a, a partner? Yeah, mate, and, my, buddy, my, my darling wife. And what does your darling wife, wife think? Um, she wants me to sell her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> she wants it gone, okay? Like, oh, you know, dear. My kids want it gone yeah. because of my, my, pit, my, my heart, my past. Yeah. This and is... I just can't help it. So, yeah, no, it's, it's for sale. This I'm is... trying to sell it, but, but hey. Yeah. It's just something you do. You come off the line like you just crack it open <laughs> and get first, second, third, put it down, and you go, oh, look behind you. It's too late. 
I think Mike yeah. from Maribra needs to give Mick a pep talk yeah. about being comfortable <laughs> with quitting. I honestly think we could genuinely form a support group, and I'm happy to head this up and lock in the meetings every week where we have our mics, our mics, and myself, and and we actually just need to accept that. I'm too old for this shit. One of my favourite things about visiting my parents, mm. Elliot, is that they get the bill for everything. And so the dining experiences that I have, they they jump up a notch. It's very pleasant, not going to lie. And this weekend was no exception. I actually bought my dad a voucher to a really bougie, wanky restaurant in Brisbane. And as a result of me being here, I got to actually reap the benefits of said voucher. <laughs> And I think in my experience of going to really, really bougie, trendy, cool restaurants... I hate that word bougie with a passion. Can't we just say fancy? Nah, it's more it's more fancy than fancy. But people don't say bougie. No one says bougie except for you. Well, I'm going to be single-handedly carrying the torch for bougie then. Yeah. And I have a list, a checklist of all the things that I've noticed yeah. that are absolutely essential for a restaurant to be the wankiest of wanky bougie that it could possibly be. You say wanky wanky, you wanted to go. Yeah, because I am a wanky wank. At least you know you're a wanky wank. (laughs) Thank you. Number one, you can absolutely never get a booking to these venues. Got my dad this voucher. He said, let's get a reservation for Sunday night. Checked Mm. online all the times. It was like you could either have dinner at 4.30 or 9.45pm and nothing in between. So you better believe we went at 4.30. That's fine. They're always so busy and so cool. Never, ever be able to get a booking. And if you ring them, they're rude to you when you ask about the booking and insist that you go online. It's actually insane how expensive these places are with such little customer service. Number two, no name or visible signage on entry. Because why would you advertise that that's where the restaurant is? It's only for cool, trendy, wanky people to know. We got to this restaurant and we pulled up in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane to what looked like the back of the industrial building. The bins were there. There was like a pickup truck thing. And that was actually the entrance to the restaurant. It wasn't until some really cool person walked past and swanned into this little doorway that we realised that it was actually the entrance to the restaurant. Mm. Number three, lighting. Non-existent. You absolutely cannot see in a restaurant for it to be bougie. I feel like if they did turn all their lights on, it would be revealed that they, like, never mop the floors or something, and that's why they do it. But my parents all had their torches on, on their phones, trying to read the menu. They love that stuff. Next, number four, food that you you pretty much could swear was just made up. Like, there's no way that whipped seaweed ferment actually exists. There's just some chef that's like, oh, I've just blended this seaweed. Let's give it a better name and charge $87 for it. And then finally, of course, the bill. And yes, I do like fancy restaurants, Elliot. You give me crap about it. But there is no way in hell that I'm going regularly to places like this where it's 500 bucks for three people for dinner. 500 bucks. Correct. Mate, that's my food bill for a month. 200 of it was wine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not going to lie. Just buy the cheap stuff. That was the cheapest. I don't understand people. I, I really don't, mate. You could take me to the fanciest restaurant in Queensland, and I guarantee, taste-wise, I'd prefer a chicken palmy at the pub. Mate, so, you wouldn't be allowed in. Well, that's fair play, you too. You don't wear shoes. 
Uh, you are the you are the two percent, not even the one percent in this state that actually enjoys going to these places. Actually, I'll take back what I said about your shoes. It's what? so dark they wouldn't have known anyway. Triple M's rush hour with AB and Elias. And producer Luke is here to save the day. Yeah, well, I mean, someone's got to do it because you two are so unmotivated. It's getting towards the end of the year. I get it. We're yep. tired. But we still need to push on, so that's why I'm here. I've scoured the internet for a little bit of a bit of motivation, and hopefully, if not you two, someone listening will actually get something out of it. They'll be inspired. I'm disappointed. I, I didn't think you scoured the internet. I thought you opened dusty old books and blew the dust off of them and, and read every single page trying to find inspiring quotes from philosophers gone by for us. But no, you just Google motivational quote memes. Well, if you just if you, just pretend that that's what I'm doing, because that'll okay, make you feel fine. better. Okay. That's your first piece of motivation. Second. Second piece comes from Mel Robbins, the TV presenter and motivational speaker. She says, you're never going to feel ready, so start anyway. Hmm. That's daunting. <laughs> yeah, so if, if it's like, okay, I'm not ready to run a marathon because I've never done any, any running and I sign up to do a marathon, I'm probably going to die. Well, you can, I mean, you'd, you'd, that'd be your motivation to start training. Why okay, not? but what about, like, I don't really feel ready to fly a Boeing 737, yes. but just give it a crack? No, yeah. just work towards the goal. And we all know that women can't be pilots, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, Nothing, no bite. No, no. I don't even want to entertain your crap today. I'm too tired. Mm. Okay, well, uh, this this quote comes from uh, Norman Ralph Augustine. He is the uh, former US United States Undersecretary of the, un- of the Army, and he also said that motivation will almost always beat mere talent. Sounds like someone who's on a really, really decent public service wage telling me how to live my life. He's from the Army. That's literally what they do. I wasn't listening because I, I think I took us off air for half a second, but we're back. So, <laughs> okay. But I'm sure it was good, and I feel inspired to do things. Also, my heart rate's very high because I realised I'd <laughs> done something wrong. Now you probably is, can go run that marathon. I, I actually, while we're here, what do we? We've got 20 seconds we have to go. I hate pressing the buttons. Can I say that while we're having an honesty session, which this can be? Sure. Sure. I don't like doing it. I don't enjoy doing it. Do I want to give the reins to AB? No, because she's somehow worse than me. But I actually hate pressing the buttons. But you're very cool good story. at it. I, you know I'm not good at it. Yeah, stop pulling that face, you flock. I take this off air twice a week. I don't like doing it. And I've got to Guys, do it. What? That's cool and everything, but I'm just tired. Do you know what? I napped twice on the weekend. You can't nap during the normal week. Of course you can. Where's the justice for that? I can't nap during the week. I can't nap when I have to work. That's you, you the most privileged thing work, you said today. You don't get into work till 1pm. You, you literally have all morning yeah, for Yeah, but nap. I need my nap at like 2pm. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> this woman can't Can we help. factor it in from tomorrow, Luke? That'll change things. Absolutely not. Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot.